your source for awesome things to do and see in the great state of Oklahoma, along with helpful real estate news, tips, and information. Now, let's join our host, Realtor with EXP Realty and wannabe cowboy, Tim Dumas. Welcome to the Oklahoma Living in Real Estate Show. I'm your host, Tim Dumas with EXP Realty here in Oklahoma. In today's episode, I'm going to share with you some real estate tips, some real estate news, and some things to do this weekend. But before we get to that, I want to share with you an interview I had with Christina Ferris. Christina and her husband, CJ, own the Roost Lake store at Fort Cobb Lake, and they also own Cowgirl Beef. She shares about her journey, and I'm sure you will enjoy it and be blessed by it. So let's go to that interview right now. And now I want to welcome to the show, Christina Ferris. Christina, thank you for being on the show today. Thanks for having me, Tim. I'm excited to be here. Uh, well, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm so glad you're here because there's two businesses I want you to share about. But before we get to that, would you share a little bit about yourself and your story? Yes, I'd love to. Um, I have a, a really different story than a lot of people. Um, I was raised in Southern California. Um, in a, a good working class family, um, didn't have a lot of ag, and my parents encouraged this passion that's been in me since the beginning. So I was raised uh, doing SFA. I showed horses across the country, competed heavily in the um, AQHA mm-hmm. circuit. I ended up transitioning into cow horses and rodeo, uh, went to Cal Poly San Luis Obispo for a little while, okay. learned a lot about ag programs there and and got real involved and then I um, was trying to find myself somewhere along the way Um, and God kind of steered me off to get back into ag and sales so I had a big foundation in sales from SFA and I decided to sell some real estate in Southern California and and some horses but I always felt like something was missing and um, I ended up moving to Texas and I finished my um, collegiate career, I guess you could say, with a bachelor's and a master's in ag economics. Graduated from Tarleton. Um, ended up living in Stephenville, Texas. Had a great job working with Outlaw Conversions. Um, really felt like I, I was doing the things I love to do. I was riding horses. I was roping. Um, and something still felt a little bit off. And, and I think it's because uh-huh. God had bigger plans for me than I had for myself. Mm-hmm. And Mm-hmm. Uh, my husband uh, met me at a team roping in Stephenville. Long story short, he imported me to Oklahoma, and <laughs> um, we did some traveling, uh, met a lot of people in different states, and then uh, started a family, which is something we didn't think we were going to do. And that is when I started to get on the, the path that God's had in mind for me. And from there, it has grown is just done amazing things uh, both of us never could have imagined. So once we ended up in Fort Cobb, um, we bought uh, a small farm there and you would call us first generation farmers and ranchers. We started with um, things that we had had from the past some equity we had built up and we came up with a plan. um, Didn't really know exactly how to make it happen. Just knew we wanted to work hard and it felt right. And, CF2 Cattle Company was born that um, 
probably should have been CF4 because we ended up with two kids that we didn't plan on. Um, <laughs> but now it's a family affair. Uh, his mother helped us a lot in the beginning and my parents, um, just a lot of family support. And so we currently um, farm about a thousand acres and we, we uh, have about 2000 acres total that we pasture. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a bunch of mama cows and calves. We background stalkers. Um, we cut and bale hay. We you know, combine some wheat. We basically, it's a pretty balanced operation from start to finish. And, okay. uh, we just were running the farm. So somewhere along there, I see about three years into it, um, the COVID deal hit and the cattle prices were crap and we were getting nothing and the consumer was getting just, I would, I would say they were getting raped at the grocery store. It was bad. Um, right. And so I was like, this is wrong. And I prayed a lot about it. And one day I was sitting on the back patio with my mom actually having a glass of wine, watching the sun go down. And I heard God tell me, um, you need to sell your beef. And I was like, there is no way I need another thing to do. I have Mm. two toddlers and I'm not doing this. Um, But then it wore on me and I was like, you know what? If he said it, it's got to be true. Um, And so I just jumped in. I, I went online and I bought the domain and I learned how to make the LLC. And next thing you know, we're off and running with Cowgirl Beef. And all I knew was that I wanted our family to make an honest living and have some stability in the volatile ad markets that we were in. And I wanted our community to have good beef available. Um, and so I didn't realize what that would entail. And that took us for a whole nother turn of events. Um, I became involved with the OCA, the Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association. Um, I was picked to be in their leadership academy, uh, met so many other younger um, cattle, cattlemen, cattlewoman, and made a lot of contacts and learned so much about um, selling beef in a box and how to give the consumer a good product that they can trust and what the, the public is looking for. And basically it, it created this, what I thought at the time was the end goal and God's plan for me. So we're now doing cattle we're growing the hay that they eat and the commodities, we're feeding them. And now I'm going to sell the beef to the consumer. And I thought, this is it. This is where we're supposed to be. Yeah. And, and I told you before, when we, started- Christine, when, when we talked before, I told you, I love the name that you picked out, Cowgirl Beef. I just love that. It was funny because it's part of a growing, it's part of my growing. So originally I wanted it to be cowboy beef and I wanted it to be my husband's deal, but cowboy beef was taken. And so I was like, well, we can make a cowgirl beef. And I'm like, wow, that's really catchy. Mm -hmm. And then I thought there's not a lot of women that would take that step. And, and honestly, it's not just my business. He's Mr. Cowgirl beef, like all the way, (laughs) but um, it, it gives women in ag and small and women in small business um, something to look at. You know, I was not the person that I, that I thought would just jump out there and be like, yes, that's us. That's my Mm -hmm. company. Um, you know, and it has been a big growing curve, like a learning curve and a, a big growth, a big step for me on improving myself as a leader, as a person, um, you know, and it's been a huge testament to faith because um, I've walked blindly in a lot of adventures with Calgary Beef, not really knowing and just having that sense of certainty in your stomach and just knowing that 
He said this, it's going to work. Take, put one foot in front of the other, take those steps in the right direction. It will work. And then mm-hmm. seeing it unfold is just amazing. Um, an example of that would be, we were just cruising along and trying to grow it. And the best beef competition came up um, last year. It was the inaugural Oklahoma Stakeout. Um, they're actually having it in two weeks um, at the Stockyards again this year. We were invited back, but we were finalists. And so we got the opportunity to cook our steaks and be in a competition with other ranches in Oklahoma that produce beef and then be judged on it. And it really, you know, that was when my cooking career would start. I, I, I never knew that that would unfold what is coming down the road in the story at the Roost Lake store. So that was when we started thinking, oh, we could serve our beef mm-hmm. to the public, not just sell it. And uh, so anyway, we, we did that. We got third in the people's choice. And then Congrats. this year, I think we're going back and we've got a, we're way more prepared this year and we're excited. So um, come see us and vote for us for sure. It would be October 21st, I think, at the Stockyards. Okay. It's to license. Um, I got a little off track. Surprise, surprise. Um, where, where was I? Well, you talking so, about how the beef you thought about selling it, then you got into cooking and that led to the store. Okay. Yeah. So it was really, it was kind of puzzling for me a little bit because I see all these beef businesses over in like Norman and Oklahoma city and they're all doing okay locally. And we're so removed from population. I mean, we have a population, but it's not nearly as busy. And most people where we live, they do grow their own beef, you know, unless they live in town. Mm -hmm. So it was a really hard market to try to understand. And then there's not a lot of people to follow. I mean, we're kind of trailblazers out here figuring it out. If you sell beef off your farm in Southwest Oklahoma, you've done a lot of figuring yourself. And I think most other um, beef companies out here would feel the same. It's it's like trial and error. So we found that it wasn't moving as well off the ranch because it's hard to get down our dirt road, but it was moving well online. And then we found that people really like snacks, like snack foods. So um, the next step towards feeding the public would be that I made some contacts during the Leadership Academy, and um, one of them was Perkins, up in, uh, up in Perkins, it's Ralph Processing, and I called them, and they were so kind. They helped educate me, and um, they processed my beef sticks, and so we wanted to offer something that didn't require a cooler and a freezer, and that we could ship to those online orders that we could get, that people could hold on to, and and there's this great product now, these beef sticks, they are 100% beef. There's no garbage in them, really. And they fit in your purse. They fit in your truck. Um, my kids take them to school in their backpack. They're you know, cost-effective. And it's just a great way to eat beef. So we're like, okay, this must be you know, where, we're, where it's at. And I sold so many of them in the beginning. And I was like, I'm in the snack food business. Well, God's like, no, hold up. You're not done. So then it was jerky. And so we, we uh, met another great company, Stan Smokehouse. Um, they've really helped us to grow our jerky. And then something just felt off still. And I was like, wait, I thought we've made it. I thought this was it. You know, we've, we now have taken our beef from the, I'm there when they're born. We see them their whole life. We feed them. 
we take them to a processor that we choose. I mean, this is as transparent as it gets mm-hmm. um, in the meat market. We know how they're handled. And, and then when they're, when they're killed, we get to see the quality that comes out of them. So we can actually improve our herd and we do all these other fun things on the backside to help people eat it. And then I think that, you know, now it's in a snack food package and we're done and God's like, no, no, you're not. You need to um, open a store. And I was like, okay, this is not what I had in mind. And so I actually thought I was going to open a steakhouse, but I had some concerns um, with labor in the area we're in and because mm-hmm. um, it's kind of a niche area. And um, it was wild. Someone else from church called me and said, hey, there's this place that you need to look at. And I was like, isn't that place pretty rough? And he was like, no, you need to come look. Like, I was like, okay. So I got there and it was in shambles. And, um, but there was a little view of the lake and I got the most, this warm feeling and the chills. And I just, I heard God say, make this my light at the lake. Okay. Let me pause you just a minute. Let me pause you just a minute. Just make sure everybody understands. We're talking about Fort Cobb Lake. Yes. Yeah, okay. sorry, on the north side. Um, yeah. And it's in an area called Crow's Roost, which, well, Crow Roost, um, it, it's known to have been pretty rough back in the day. And it has cleaned up, and there are good people there. And the store has been open and closed about a gazillion times. And it just hasn't seemed to have been able to make it yet. And so it was kind of like when I told my husband I heard that, um, he said, okay. I guess it would work then. And I was like, yeah, I just never have. And I don't know how receptive people are going to be. We don't even go up there. We live only 15 minutes from there, but we farm and ranch the south side of the lake. We just don't go up there. So um, we really didn't have much idea of what to do or how to do it. And we went to church the next week and, and Billy was talking about walking in blind obedience. You know, sometimes you hear something, you God could say, go do this. And you could be like, well, that makes no sense. Or or that would get me hurt. Or that's not going to work. And that's okay. Let let me pause you. Let let me, let me pause you one more time. Billy is the pastor of the lost cowboy church where actually uh, me and my wife and Christina and her family go. Okay. Keep going. Okay. Sorry. Um, And so it was really wild. He, he said that. And I just sat there and I was like, Oh wow. This is, this is my test on how to be obedient, how to walk in blind obedience, because I have zero clue how to revive, remodel, mm-hmm. um, reopen a convenience store at a lake, let alone use it to somehow glorify him and, and serve this community beef. And I was like, okay, but he said, we're doing it. And every time I'd say that, I could just feel it. Mm-hmm. So I told my husband and he said, okay, I mean, Let's do it. And that's how the Ruth Lake store was born. <laughs> and it's amazing when you walk that direction, the things that will happen. Mm-hmm. So the support from friends, the, the things that so many, I, I'm not going to get into total specifics, but there would be moments where I'm like, I don't even know how I'm going to make this work. Um, and something, somebody would show up and be like, here, or here's a name, or here's some product, or here's this. And I'm just like, okay, okay, great. You know, like, this is awesome. So what our goal is, you know, is we're just to be flexible and um, kind of see where that store 
believe this, but to serve people. And one of the neat things about the Make This My Light at the Lake, when I heard that, was it brought me all the way back to Texas when I started getting it together, I guess you could say, um, with my life and really walking the, the path that I was supposed to walk. And that was one of the sermons I had heard um, in the very beginning was about light. And I always resonated and I never put it all together. And recently I was like, this is, this is it. I am on the right path. Like I finally started walking the straight path. And uh, so it's just exciting. And so one of the things we try to do there is, um, you know, when people come in, we wanted to create this different culture where we're not saying, oh, we're your light at the lake. We just want you to feel loved and know that you're special and know that there is a place you can go and hang out with your family, bring friends, meet people, eat good food and get away from the, all the craziness in the world just for a little bit, whether that be you just have a burger or means maybe you're going on the lake with your family. Uh, maybe you're going shopping. We have made in Oklahoma products. Um, one of the ways I, I felt like we could be a light to people was to help other small business owners um, kind of get a leg up and get started so they can, you know, showcase their products in our store and maybe we can bless them and, and help them grow. Um, all of the beef that's served there, whether it's a hamburger, chicken fried steak, is all beef that we raised. So you can try it before you buy it kind of deal. Um, we have a great cook. I God bless me with um, a neat staff that's so talented and you would never expect these things to come together. And you know, two weeks before we opened, there she was. Mm. Um, so that was exciting. And uh, so you can have the beef. I mean, you can even buy the steaks at the store. We're trying something new this week. I'm going to try non-frozen, like just fresh from the butcher beef for some people. And if it works, maybe it becomes a little bit of a meat market in that sense, not just buying frozen product. Um, so we've got that going. We also have the typical conveniences, you know, like gas, ice, beer. Um, but there's going to be an outdoor venue also right where I was standing and where I heard that is kind of the central point of it. We'll have a little stage and, um, you know, some music that brings people together. Uh, there's a bait shop. There's oh, that'd be great. Place for, yeah, we have live bait. Um, we're, we can have a place where we can hang a, like a sheet or a screen and, you know, we can play the games or we can play the rodeos or, you know, just whatever the community needs to see or wants to see. And something that brings families together every so often, like a little mini event. So that's kind of our vision at the moment. Um, mm. Of course, it, it can change with whatever it needs to be. Well, when my wife but, um, and I, we came out there and, and we just, like you said, we felt special. I mean, we, we felt very um, welcome there and appreciated just for being there. And the food was great. And we also bought some steaks to bring home and they were great. And uh, so, yeah, I, I highly recommend people coming out to visit you to, to try the cowgirl beef and, and, and get the food that you have there. Do you still have fish fries on Thursday night? Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> so many things going. Um, yeah. So, Every Thursday from 4 to 7.30, we, people had suggested a fish fry, and I was like, I don't know. And I, and I was like, nope, you are here to serve, so let's do it. And uh, the first week went well, and that second week, we modified our deal just a little bit, and I would say it is top-notch because 
I'm not even a huge fish fry fan and I love it. And everybody that loves fish is like, oh my gosh. So come try our fish fry. It's every Thursday. It's you know, homemade coleslaw, our little special touch on the, the way we, um, you know, fry it up. We actually hand, hand batter, batter bread, whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, we do all that ourselves. We try to make it as home cooked as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and to add to that, actually, we're, our brisket tacos have taken off and are a huge hit. And, um, you know, it's all homegrown beef, like homemade chipotle sauce. We're going to start doing that on Fridays. Um, just so people have something they can count on. They know like, Hey, let's, it's a pretty good little drive over there. Let's know that we're going to go and that's, what's going to be there. Um, and try to get people from outside the area as well. But the other thing to take note of is, um, November 4th, which is a Saturday is going to be our grand opening. So we've kind of been working the kinks out up until now, but we feel like that is the day we're ready. Um, and I think it's going to be a great day. We've got Davy Thompson and family. They're going to come sing for us. We're oh, going to nice. have like some chicken bingo. We're going to have free appetizers. So anything that's like a handheld, um, and we're going to make it fun. So calf fries, alligator bites, things like that, uh, while they last, obviously. Um, but we'll have that going, a little ribbon cutting. And then we'll also have a big smoker out there. And we'll smoke a bunch of food, you know, if you wanted to buy a bigger meal. But you know, if you did it, that's fine. Just come on out and get some free appetizers. Um, it'll be the same day as Bedlam. So the game will be on on a big projected outdoor screen. And um, just a really good day to, to you know, have fun and fellowship and celebrate a new adventure with the store and, and combining the ag community with the beef community to the consumer, because I feel like maybe this time, like if the snack sticks, right? Maybe this time, this is the end goal is, you know, start to finish raising those calves, selling the beef, serving the beef and educating and loving on the public. So I think that, I think that I'm, I'm doing all that and that's about it, but I don't know. You might talk to me in a few years. I'll be like, Nope. We're growing again. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we just have to wait and see, huh? Yeah, but uh, yeah. okay. Like well, share um, if you would share uh, your website so the people could uh, find you online and uh, tell again where your store is. Okay, the website for Cowgirl Beef is www.cowgirlbeef.com, and um, you can get all the beef cuts or on there, you know, everything from a soup bone, ground beef to a prime rib roast. I mean, anything you want on there. You could also order quarters, halves, and holes. Um, and I'm always available. My number's on there. You can just call me direct. But um, that cowgirl beef is available online and also at the Roost Lake store. And the Roost is located at 209 North Crow Roost Road in Fort Cobb. Um, it has a website. It's still getting... It's a little raw still. I mean, it's there and the information's there, but it's not nearly as complete as cowgirl beef. So give us a little grace, but it is the roostlakestore.com. So okay. that, um, the main phone number there would be 405-638-0609. And the store is open Tuesday through Saturday, 7 a.m. Tuesday and Wednesday closes at 2 Thursday through Saturday closes at eight and there's food available the entire time we're open. Okay. And uh, I'll have this information in the show notes as well, but I'm going to put you on the spot right now before we end. Uh, (laughs) 
So like there's a younger you, okay? What advice mm-hmm. would you give to somebody who feels, I mean, they have an inclination to some business or something, but they feel like God's calling them step out and they're really not sure what to do. What advice would you give them? Wow. Um, that makes me like kind of choke up a little bit. I wish that I had told myself, give yourself some grace. Don't work hard and have dreams and have goals. But if you stub your toe or if you overachieve and it, and it doesn't feel right, just give yourself some grace and some time and pray about it and just make sure you're on the right path. And if you make a mistake, it's okay. Because I think one of the biggest things that held me back, maybe stifled me even in life, was I was trying so hard to make it all happen, you know, right now. And when it didn't, it just felt like a letdown. I was so afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to fail. It's okay. I think the, the funnest moments in what's going on now in my life is like when we started the store, I was, um, and <laughs> interesting, I said grace, because the beginning of this year, around New Year's, I was, I was praying and thinking about it, and I just kept hearing grace. And I had no idea that I was buying this store yet. And um, when we did, I was just one of my, every time something would go wrong, I would kind of laugh and embrace it. And I was like, these are the failures. This is what I was so afraid of is to fail um, in big moments. And here I am failing it, giving myself some grace, embracing God and running with it. And it always works out. So don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself some grace. Well, I, I think that's tremendous advice. I really appreciate you sharing that. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the show, Christina. Awesome. I'm so glad I finally got to talk to you. All right. Well, um, I, like I said, I do appreciate you being on the show. I encourage anybody who's out that way to Fort Cobb to go by the Roost Lake store. And if you can't get out there, just visit them online. Like I say, you can order online. My wife and I, we've been there, had the food there. It was great. We bought the steaks. It was great. Highly recommend it. So go check out what Christina has to offer. And uh, if you see her, make sure you talk to her because uh, she'll just love on you. And and that makes it worth going out there. So Christina, again, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Tim. Have a good day. Okay, let's talk about some real estate tips. Buying or selling a home often turns into a much more stressful and emotional process than people expect. Now, a good real estate agent will not only do their best to remove that stress, but they will also warn their clients that it might become that way. And actually, clients are pretty surprised sometimes about how emotional and stressful it can be. So one thing I try to get my clients to do is to write down their goals on paper. For example, if you're selling a home, you need to know how much you need to net or how much you need to make on that sale. And you need to write that down. You also need to write down how much you would like to net or make on that sale. Because there's several factors that will determine how much you net and how much you make after the sale. So you really don't want to get caught up in all the different scenarios, all the different numbers, but you want to look at the bottom line and share that with your agent so that they can help you stay focused on the bottom line as far as you what you want to net on the sale. Don't worry about if you think the other person's getting a great deal or bad deal or, or who's winning. Don't worry about all that. You need to know what your bottom line is 
what you have to make on the sale or what you would want to make on the sale. Now for some real estate news. September was ugly for the bond market and mortgage rates with new highs a hit almost every week. On October 6th, the average 30-year mortgage rate hit 7.81%, and that's levels we haven't seen since 2000. But the good news is that the rates have started to ease off a little bit recently, and that's thanks to the public comments from the various Fed Reserve officials suggesting that they've already done enough to tame inflation. So we're not expecting rates to go higher, at least for now, but you never know. And now let's talk about some things to do this weekend. Oklahoma's International Bluegrass Festival is this weekend in Guthrie at the Cottonwood Flats. I have a link to more information in the show notes, but go out there, have a great time, enjoy some great bluegrass. And it must be a bluegrass weekend in Oklahoma because Banjo Fest is this weekend. It will be at the American Banjo Museum in Oklahoma City. It's going to be a great time this weekend of just jam sessions and performances. There's going to be a lot of good times out there, so go out there and enjoy it as well. Again, that's downtown at the American Banjo Museum, and I have a link to that in the show notes as well. Now, before we leave today, I want to share with you a quote from Theodore Roosevelt. He said, if you could kick the person in the pants responsible for most of your trouble, you wouldn't sit for a month. That's something to think about. Again, my name is Tim Dumas. I am a realtor with EXP Realty here in Oklahoma. If there's anything in the world I can do to help you regarding buying or selling a home, or even if you just have questions, please reach out, 405-352-8186. Thanks again to Christina Ferris for being my guest today, and thank you for being part of this show and for listening. Have a great day, and God bless. (music) 